boom, we did it. We did it. We've been doing this for t- t- three months, four, four months. months now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we 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 figured it out. We got an intro set up. We did yeah. it. We did it. Let's take a drive down. Let's take a drive down Tangent Avenue. Uh, Donald Trump's not president anymore, guys. Woohoo! Joe Biden's president. Yay. Yeah. Right. Um. Woohoo! So I'm not gonna yell this time because it's a small bit of relief, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I'm Actually. Bryson. And I'm Joe Biden. Uh, nope. Tasman. Incorrect. Yep, Tasman. Yep, good job. Uh, and this is Tangent Avenue. Uh, in this show, we bring a new topic every week, spanning the incredibly broad to the incredibly niche, and we tell each other all about it. And this week's episode, I have no fucking clue what we're doing. Bryson, what are we doing? I don't know either. I thought you were doing it. Oh, shit. Fuck. Uh, I... I could I could dive into my if you didn't prep an episode I can dive into my memory banks and tell you all about another Dungeons and Dragons creature. Uh yeah sure yeah let's do that. All right cool um, I'm reciting this all from complete memory keep that okay, in mind okay, and just be right. really impressed with me. But before we get into that, Patreon Bryson. What about it? I don't have it. We we do we have it. What we have one. We have one. Why is this the first I'm hearing of it? I don't know, considering I just sent you the new cover art for our uh, our podcast that we're going to be doing exclusively on Patreon. I sent you the music for it. It's going to be launching. I thought, those, in... I thought that was just a doodle. Uh, no, no, I'm not that good of a doodle. Okay. Who is that good of a doodleist? Our and that lovely... is what they're and that is what they're called doodleists, doodleists mind yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. not artists. Yeah, they're not doodleists. They're doodleists, <laughs> sometimes drawy boys. Drawy boys. Yeah, so yeah. our doodleist is our lovely doodleist. <laughs> the doodliest of doodleists. <laughs> doodly, doodly, doodly. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Marie Hardistry. Yeah. Uh, and so she good. is great. We love her. And Well, She's all right. I don't know. She's good artwork. I don't know if we love her. That's a bit strong. We love her artwork. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, the music is by Homesick Entertainment, as always. Uh, are we close? Are, did we already record an episode? Are we? Is this the end? What? <laughs> I feel like we're doing credits. All right. Roll the roll the in credits. We're done. Cool. <laughs> Easiest episode Ooh. we've ever done. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, watch yeah, out no, for it. Um, can yeah, I just want to give uh, us a little stinger on it? A little, little something, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week's episode is about... Um, oh, wait. Are you talking about the Patreon? Yeah. Oh. Like, if you got, like, some stuff you want to say about the Patreon show, or... Oh. Oh. I thought we were ending. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> next, uh, the Patreon exclusive mm-hmm. keep up, keep that we're it. doing is... Uh, do we want to see the name, or we want to... We want to save that, don't we? Let's spell it. We want to spell it. We don't yeah. want to reveal it with a trailer. I feel like we could just spell it real quick, because I don't think a lot of people will be able to keep up with it, so I'll do one letter, you do the other letter. And okay. Then, like, back and forth? Okay. Um, T. A. N. G. E. N. N. Elf. T. Nope. But <laughs> <laughs> Can we not keep up with it? Let's try again. Let's try again. Okay, okay, okay. Because this bit's really good. <laughs> <laughs> T. A. N. N. Oh. G. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> 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 
One more try. We got this. Comedy okay. rule of three, baby. We got this. T. A. N. G. E. N. T. T. O. A. Nope. Uh, up. Up. Uh, B. Uh, <laughs> e. No. No. <laughs> oh. Tangent tabletop is what it's called. <laughs> And I have yeah. to say that because Taz thought table was spelled T-A-B-E-L. Nope. <laughs> yep. No, uh, I misheard I love you, a good table. It, like, it, it sounded to me like you were spelling avenue, so I was just saying like avenue. I said, uh, I hate you. Tangent Avenue. Yeah. Welcome to Tangent Avenue, Tish to show. Yeah, Tangent Tabletop. It's going to be a lovely little show. Yeah, it is. It's going to be great. And we will be releasing the first episode on the normal um, feed, just so we can get people interested in it. So we'll you'll get the first, the first episode. Yeah. How many, how many, I think we decided first two, correct? Yeah. So yeah, you'll you'll get a little a little, little taste of it for free. Uh, but I believe, what, what tier is it on? $5 tier? Yeah, it's just our main tier. Yep, so uh, hop over to patreon.com slash Tangent Avenue, uh, and you can uh, check out that show for only five bucks a month, uh, and it will be a weekly series. Hell yeah. And it'll be launching in somewhere around a month to two months, somewhere around there. Uh, we'll get a more specific timetable out once we've got it. Yeah. We are actively working on it, so hopefully it'll come out very soon. Yeah. Hell yeah. Alright, Bryson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spout yeah. your D&D stuff. Off oh. the dome. Off the dome? Cool, 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 cool. So we're gonna talk... Oh, fuck it. Synapses firing right now. This is what that sound okay. is. Yeah. Synapses. Yeah, and... Uh, hold on. That's a <sighs> synapse. That was synapse. I was firing mine, man. Wow, where, what are we on? Truthcast right now? Boom. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, simulating jerking off. That's what they do. Um, anyway. That's what we did with them. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to talk about mind flyers. I believe they're called mind, right? Yeah, they mind yeah. stone with the spell mending stone. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really quickly just double check that mending stone... Is a spell. Mending stone. I think it's just called mending, actually. It's just mending. And yeah. It is not limited to to, to stone. There's oh. meld with stone. Oh, that might be what I was thinking. Combining the two. I don't know. Meld into stone. That's a great spell, by the way. It is, yeah. It's a, you just get a fucking chill in a rock for eight hours. Hell yeah. Fucking love that shit. Rock All right. hard for eight hours. Go. So... Mind flares, also known as illithids, are horrific alien humanoids that lurk deep within the Underdark. The Underdark being a system of caves that run through any given D&D world. We don't generally fuck around with the Elder Dark, because, uh, the Underdark, because I don't really have fun there, but, uh... We, we also generally call our, you know, our... The Underdark. Mm -hmm. What? Hmm? What? We don't. What's I don't know what you said. Call a, uh, I don't know what I don't know what a mm, is. Could you just describe our dicks, Bryson? 
See, asshole or taint would have been better. Would have been a funnier joke. There's nothing phallic about the Underdark. I think my son just hurt himself. It'd be funny if he did. He got. He gets go, it from you. I'm gonna go check. He him gets it from you. You just. You just chat to them about nothing and everything. Okay. About our Underdarks. Okay. Anyway, so Tasman. <laughs> yes. Oh. What did you tell him? I told him everything. Oh, In fact, shit. the episode's Episode over. over. Yeah. All right. End credits. Let's roll. Cool. Yeah. 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 So? Uh, it's, you know. I don't know, man. You okay, dude? Yeah, yeah. I'm just scrolling through horny D&D books. <sighs> oh. Anyway, so Underdark. Yeah, anyway, the Underdark isn't that interesting. Uh, they are basically masters of psionic energy. They use their mental powers to dominate other creatures. Hey, 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 real quick. Yep. Hate what you just sent me. What, what did I just send you? Could you describe it? You sent me uh, a uh-huh. twink, uh, who, well, who I imagine is a twink. Yeah, um, looks like a twink. He's pretty yeah. hairy for a twink, though. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I've always been pretty hairy, and I, you always called me a twink, so. Um, yeah. He's holding a candle. Candle? Candle? Um, <laughs> and that's the only thing he's holding. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's it. Nope. Uh, he is shirtless, and he has uh, cuffs with uh, chains that are attached to his nipples. Yeah. Yeah. Hate and what do that. you have against that? Just not a fan. I have it on good authority that your wife is into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not me doing it. Okay, well. I'm going to tell her you're kink shaming her. I'm also I'm also straight, so I'm not a fan of seeing guys in that position. Well. Seems pretty homophobic. No. No, they can do whatever they want. The fortunate among their victims are slain, their brains devoured. The unlucky ones have their psyches warped, leaving them as mindless slaves with little hope of being rescued. Okay. Um, despite uh, all of those overwhelming and unique abilities, the race of mind flayers are actually on the edge of extinction. Oh, okay. Yeah, which means you can't kill them in your uh, backyard. Unfortunate. Yeah, so, uh, thousands of years. But can them in the Underdark? In their natural habitat? Only if there's no cops. No, no cops. Okay, alright. Alright. I got brain freeze a bit ago, fun fact. Did you? Yeah, um, I've got a delicious, um, Andy's Mint Chocolate Shake from, uh, from Arby's. This episode is sponsored by Arby's. Um, oh. Hell yeah. And I drank it a little too fast. The kings of social media. Yeah, I, uh... Drank a little too fast and got very bad brain freeze while you were gone. Oof. That wasn't fun. So, thousands of years ago, uh, the Illithids were the dominant power of the inner planes. Planes being different dimensions uh, that exist within the world of D&D. So you've got, like, the material plane, which for this instance is, like, Earth. And then mm. you've got subplanes, like, uh, that usually correspond with alignments. Mm-hmm. From their astral domains, they launched flying vessels called nautiloids, able to cross between planes so that they could harvest intelligent humanoids from hundreds of worlds. The Mind Flayers relied on a slave wraith called the Gith to provide physical labor and sustenance when uh, other sources of food grew thin. 
Eventually, the, the Gith revolted. Whether the Mind Flayers became a decadent or the Gith discovered a weakness, no, no one can really say. What is known is that after centuries of domination, the Mind Flayer Empire collapsed in less than a year. The Gith rose up, slaughtered their masters, and destroyed almost all traces of the Illithid's astral domains. Okay, rough. Yeah, rough for the Mind Flayers. Uh, yeah. Only the Mind Flayers had infiltrated the worlds of the Material Plane survived, and their safety was short-lived. Both the Gith the Rai and the Gith Yankee, which are two factions that arose from the victorious Gith that freed themselves, uh, sent hunting parties to root out and slaughter the remaining Mind Flayers. Okay, just so you are aware. Yeah. The Gith Yankees, I imagine, are New Yorkers at this point. That's a good thought. We could do an episode on Gith. We could do a lot a lot of episodes on Gith, frankly, because uh, okay. they're super rad, but uh, they all do have Brooklyn accents. Hell, yes. Gith the Rye <laughs> uh, have Long Island accents. Oh, yeah. rough. Ooh, I hate them already. Yeah, they're not good. Uh <laughs> Uh, to this day, isolated clutches of Mind Flayers still remain in hiding, seeking ways to recapture their former glory, but hampered by the paranoia of being discovered and destroyed by their enemies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speculation uh, persists concerning the Mind Flayer realms, uh, yet adrift in the astral plane. Uh, though no one has discovered such a place, it is beyond dispute that an empire as vast as the Illithids built great cities and other edifices. Most sages, however, believe that the Gith tore every last bit of the Mind Flayer artifice apart, uh, ensuring that no evidence remained of the Mind Flayer's reign. So, okay. basically, there's always people looking around for any trace of this, but then there's, like, sages who are like, no, they fucking destroyed everything, and mm-hmm. there's nothing left. A few skeptics do still suggest that the entire narrative of the Gith victory rings false, uh, how could a slave race overpower the Mind Flayers? Where are the signs of this great struggle? Perhaps the Gith didn't actually win. Perhaps instead the Mind Flayers moved themselves and their works into the future to avoid being overrun. That theory would explain why the Mind Flayers' disappearance in the absence of any ruins of their empire. So it's kind of like a... That to me feels like a Holocaust in Iris. <laughs> <laughs> How could six million... <laughs> yeah, so that's entertaining yeah. for me, is okay. the idea that there are people like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I do I do love the fact that they're, like, the more we talk about D&D, the more, like, conspiracy theories we hear in it. Oh, yeah. I do love that. Yeah, D&D is a lot more in-depth than I think a lot of people think. Yeah. Uh, that, all that being said is there are very few people who take that kind of talk seriously, yet no one can really be sure exactly what the Illithids are or are not capable of. Next, we're going to talk about the importance of brains, Tez. Oh, those are important. Sometimes, I wouldn't know. Like, no thoughts behind these eyes. Mm. Uh, yeah, we're brainless fucking maniacs. Yeah, yep. Because of their dietary needs and their otherworldly biology, uh, Mind Flayers must remain within hunting distance of intelligent humanoids, uh, even if doing so makes them vulnerable to attack from their enemies. They use mm -hmm. brains of such creatures as food, of course, uh, but they also need uh, sentient humanoids in order to propagate. Hmm. So they, they're, they need both the, the delicious, tight little spaghetti sitting in each one of our little bowls that we call uh, skulls, 
Uh, yep. And then they need good good friends. <laughs> and they need good friends. <laughs> they need good friends. Uh, so, quick question. Okay. Quick answer. Any similarities between the Mind Flayer and Spaghetti Monster? I can't answer that. <laughs> Legally speaking, I can't answer that. Okay. So Spaghetti Monster may be a Mind Flayer. They, I will say this. They likely, if the Spaghetti Monster exists in D&D, they would likely come from the same place that Mind Flayers come from. Because ab- uh, Mind Flayers are aberrations. And aberrations in yep. D&D are things that are neither celestial nor demonic. They aren't fey. They aren't dragons. They're nothing. They aren't even really from whatever universe uh, your D&D world is in. They're, they come from a place called the Far Realm. And the Far Realm mm-hmm. is basically where H.P. Lovecraft jerks off onto a piece of paper. Hell yeah. Dude, I tried to incorporate the Far Realm into Evan Tierland, but I could not figure out how to do it. It was fuck. It's wild. Yeah, because you really can't send players to the Far Realm. They would go yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's basically the scene from Doc- uh, Doctor Strange. A hundred percent. Hell yeah. When a mind flayer devours a brain, uh, it acquires stray memories from its victims and shares them with the other members of its colony. Uh, mind flayers also receive a d- degree of sustenance from the physical substance of a brain, but subsist primarily on the psionic energy that they extract from it in its final moments of activity. Okay. Through some quirk of the illicit's uh, parasitic nature, the cultural sophistication of mind flayer depends upon what sorts of brains are in its diet. For example, members of a colony that feed on Grimlocks are no less intelligent than a com- uh, colony that uh, feeds on elves, but the former will pay almost no attention to crafting clothes to wear, and the latter will dress in elaborate robes. So they take on cultural cues from whatever they're eating, essentially. Okay. Kind of like measuring priority depending on what it eats. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this phenomenon extends to all displays of culture, from modes of architecture to the decorations that adorn lithid uh, funerary brain jars. Hmm. Now, Taz, do you remember? Mm-hmm. Do you remember when uh, Baldur's Gate three was coming out? Oh. And there was the delightful, delightful trailer that me and you shot our loads all over. Oh. I don't know what you're doing right now, but please stop. <laughs> Yes, I do. Okay. Do you remember uh, them putting a little little tadpole in your eye? Yep. We're going to talk about that. That is a process called seramorphosis, I believe. Okay. I think I got that right. Yeah. Morphosis. Yeah. Okay. Mind flayers don't reproduce in traditional sense. Instead, they lay eggs from which hatch tadpole-like creatures that are used to make more of their kind through a process called seramorphosis. First, a captured humanoid is rendered docile by a blast of psionic power. A newly hatched tadpole is inserted into the brain's, uh, victim's cranium, okay. usually through a nostril or an ear canal, uh, and the tadpole grows as it devours the humanoid's brain, attaching to the victim's brainstem and becoming its new brain. Over the course of a week, the humanoid's body changes form and a new mind flare comes into being. The emergent mind flayer often retains a few dim memories from its previous form, but these vague recollections seldom have any bearing on its new life as a brain-eating monster. <laughs> its new life as a brain-eating monster. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So that's what happens. I've played a bit of Baldur's Gate 3. Um, you definitely It uh, definitely takes way longer in that game. 
uh, than a week because you can kind of go camp and like stay the night for several several instances mm-hmm. um in the opening area so yeah i still want to play that sometime yeah man come over Maybe way. I'll stream it. That's right, everybody. I I stream video games now. Yeah, plug yourself. It's fine. Yep. Twitch. <laughs> I I don't know my link, but it'll be in the it'll be in the description of the show if you want to watch me play Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Yeah, it's a good it's a good time. Do you have problems? Is that a good game to stream though? Yeah. Okay. People love a bit of Stardew Valley. I don't know much about it, so. It's a fun farm game. Okay, yeah. Sounds very entertaining to watch. You'd be shocked. <laughs> Mind flayers used to pe- uh, oh, telepathy. <laughs> That's what I was about yeah. to say, which is pretty good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, telepathy uh, to Tepelothy. communicate with each other and uh, with other creatures. Uh, among their own kind, they form networks of minds. Uh, each mind flayer is an individual node of the network, taking on specific tasks, sharing information, and so on. At the center of this network is the Elder Brain. The Elder Brain is the most powerful member of a mind flayer colony. Just as mind flayers treat thralls, uh, thralls made, of, uh, made from captured humanoids, an Elder Brain expects perfect obedience from the illithids that dwell within its colony. So this oh, yeah. is kind of an offshoot of like a hive mentality where they don't they aren't literally all the same but they all operate under the same information i'm definitely feeling some similarities between uh beholders and them yeah to some extent beholders are very independent whereas mind flayers do rely on a colony Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh if a single mind flayer uh, in a colony sees or hears something the Elder Brain and the rest of the Illithids in the colony learn of it immediately. The colony relies on a collective memory composed from knowledge, experiences, and skills of all of its members and stored within the Elder Brain. Okay. In some ways, a Mind Flayer colony is like a great library stored within its members' minds, uh, with the Elder Brain as its librarian. Each individual Illithid represents a category or subsection within the library. One Mind Flayer might specialize in biology, while another is an expert in defending the colony. Given that an individual Mind Flayer has a near-genius intellect, the extent of its knowledge is equivalent to the highest levels of scholarship attainable by humans. Hmm. What's their intelligence? Is it also 17? Great question. Why didn't I look at that? (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't be shocked. Actually, Mind Flayers are kind of late-game monsters, but let's see here. Let's see here. Oh, that's adorable. There's a gnome Ceramorphed has. Do you want to see it? It's kind of cute. Sure. Not like you'd really give me a choice, but yeah, I want to see yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He really he looks like uh the I think it was the Ood from Doctor Who. Oh yeah, they do kind of. They're very Oodish. Hell yeah. Also, for some reason, when I typed uh, Mind Flayer, it took me to the Icewind Dale um thing. So. I'm going to try that again. Uh, Mind Flayers have an intelligence of 19, which is better, uh, and a charisma of 17. Hmm. What's her wisdom? Uh, Wisdom 17. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my uh, level 3 wizard is still smarter. (laughs) Uh, There are limits to a colony's reach. An Illithid can be part of its colony's network of minds only while it is within 5 miles of the Elder Gwyn. Uh, did I say Blaine? You did. 
Cool. Beyond that distance is <laughs> beyond that distance. Cool. It's on a, yeah. I love the idea of Elder Blaine. Yeah. Hell <laughs> it yeah. sounds like a it sounds like the mix between a cult and a uh like a frat house. <laughs> Solid. This is Elder Blaine. His dad owns the uh Piggly Wiggly down the street. <laughs> I hate that. What do you hate about it? Everything. Most okay. of the voice. They haven't heard okay. that voice yet, Bryson, just so you are aware. That's fine. It's okay. uh it's a voice. Okay. You'll know who it's also, that is. It's also week. different it's a different voice too. It was very similar. It was similar it's a similar flavor. Uh but there are some a hints of nutmeg flavor. in there. There are some there are some hints of nutmeg in there that uh old uh Jakey Jake didn't have. Whatever his Jake? name is. Zach. I think it's Zach. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are limits to a colony's reach. Uh, an illithid can be part of its own uh, colony's network of... Oh. Whoa. I'm fucking this one up. There are limits to a colony's reach. An illithid can be part of its colony's network of minds only while it's within five miles of the Elder Brain. Beyond that distance, it is on its own. Mind flayers that venture away from the colony do so only under strict orders from the Elder Brain. Although such missions risk attracting unwanted attention, they can yield a treasure trove of knowledge and insights uh, to be shared throughout the entire colony when roaming Mind Flayer returns. So this is kind of interesting. If you want to use a Mind Flayer in your uh, D&D group, but you have kind of a stealthy party, it might add some tension to a fight if a Mind Flayer is just trying to get away and get within five feet uh, sorry, five miles of the Elder Brain. Blaine. Yeah, Elder Blaine. Uh, so, like, the idea being that your your players want to kill it before it's able to pass on the knowledge of their existence to the Elder Brain. Hmm. Might be a good way to add some tension into a fight that is not just hitting people with sticks until numbers go down. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hitting people with sticks. It is convenient for humanoids to understand a Mind Flayer colony by thinking of it as a single individual, the Elder Brain directing a number of uh, subservient remote minds, which are the individual Mind Flayers. Perhaps at one time each Mind Flayer was independent, but now the Elder Brain is the only true power. (laughs) Why can't you say brain, man? (laughs) Okay, I'm not going to hear that from you, okay? (laughs) Gary Afra? (laughs) Gary what? That's exactly right, Taz. The Illithid knows that their continued survival... Yeah, and their eventual return to power are possible only through perfect coordination and absolute obedience to the Elder Brain. You did it, man. You said brain. (laughs) You're off the podcast, Tad. Okay? (laughs) How does it feel? It feels fine. Okay. An Elder Brain has a perfect recollection of its race's history. Consequently, it views itself as both a refugee and a victim. Forced into hiding by barbaric monsters, an elder brain sees itself as the savior of the Mind Flayer race and a living memorial that preserves the memories of the Mind Flayer's prey. By its twisted logic, humanoids whose brains are devoured by the colony are rendered immortal, their memories preserved forever in the elder brain's labyrinthine labyrinthine mind. Labyrinthine mind, that's probably (laughs) how it's meant to be pronounced. I think so, yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, when a mind grow, uh, flare grows old, becomes infirm, oh, is or it labyrinthian? It... No, it's labyrinthine. Labyrinthine, I believe. Labyrinthine. I'll send you the spelling. Yeah, I'm the person to go to for that. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like labyrinthine. 
Yeah. When a mind flayer grows old, becomes infirm, or is grievously injured, the elder brain absorbs it. Another form of immortality, as the mind flayer's mind dwells within the hive mind forever after. And that is actually the picture I sent you before we started recording. That is the elder brain. Yep, I, I figured. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Spaghetti Monster. Yeah, man. He, he's, he's hot. Yeah. <sighs> Just gonna drink a delicious milkshake. And then some My milkshake brings lemonade. up a boy yard near night. It better than yours, damn right. You having, you having some issues there, bud? I'm fine. You're fine? Yeah, man. Okay. Okay. All <laughs> right. But tell Sometimes me about I'm... that elder brain. Uh, we're not talking about elder brains. Tell me about that mind flayer. We're going to talk about some renegade lithids, actually. <laughs> renegade! You, so here's the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? So that, that yeah. voice is kind of annoying, but also yep. you're not doing it well. <laughs> like, you're very clearly trying to be goofy, but you kind no, of... No, I'm not trying sound- to be goofy. <laughs> it was just a fucking lazy-ass No, voice. that's goofy. No. Um, no, you're clearly trying to be goofy, but the thing is... <laughs> I do it again! Yeah, so that's my yeah, bad the, impression of Goofy. The other yeah, one and that's was exactly not. what you were doing. That is precisely what you were no, doing. By the, the way, more no. Like, if you go back and listen, you, yeah, the, fucking yes, that's the same voice. <laughs> no, what are not. you saying about? <laughs> you, I, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, this is my man-sized rat with red pants and white gloves. <laughs> Not, It isn't Mickey Mouse, though, I promise. That'll save you in court, you fucking cunt. <laughs> Big Didney coming after us. Big Didney. Big Didney. All right. Sometimes a mind flayer that's away from its colony breaks free from the elder brain. Perhaps it ran into a situation where its bonds of obedience were broken, or perhaps the colony was destroyed while it was away. In such a case, the mind flayer becomes a free-willed for as long as it avoids contract with an elder brain. A renegade illithid remains fearful of gith attacks, and likely sets uh, sets about creating a sort of colony of its own, the better to remain undetected. It gathers minions, establishes a lair, and makes a defense of its territory a top priority. Unlike the colonial mind flayers, rogue illithids develop a healthy respect for those not of their kind. They treat especially powerful creatures and individuals as equals, not adversaries, and seek to cooperate with them. A renegade mind flayer might become a trusted advisor or a powerful ally, so long as it's kept well-fed. Any alliance it makes, however, collapses if the Mind Flayer falls under the sway of an Elder Brain once more. Hmm. So, I think Renegade Olithids are a lot more dangerous than Elder Brains. Yeah, Renegade, Renegade. Don't keep going on. Yeah, no, Jay-Z coming up, Bob, in here. It's a Mind Flayer. Hey, who was in Paris? What? Who's in Paris? I don't know. Don't worry about it. Oh... Okay. Can I help you? Are you thinking New York? No. Okay. Taz, who was in Paris? I don't know who was in Paris. Fuck! (laughs) What is happening? People in the show will get it. 
Uh, no, go okay. on. Ask your stupid fucking question. No, go on. Who was in Paris, Bryson? I can't tell you who was in Paris. It's a Kanye song. Oh, okay. I don't listen to Kanye. That makes sense. You doing good? Yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, guys, we're taking a break next week. <laughs> <laughs> we need... <laughs> If you can't tell, I think we're a little, uh, <laughs> a little out of it right now. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, so next week we'll be releasing a <laughs> Patreon uh, Power Hour because we said that we'd release another one anyways. Um, and then, uh, we'll get back to recording after that. Hopefully fucking, uh, refreshed and not dead inside. Literally. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk about the enemies of Illithids. Elder Brains seek stability and safety for their colonies, and a colony can remain in a relatively peaceful state for decades if it can avoid discovery while it acquires food. Two kinds of events can disrupt the tranquility of a colony, an invasion and the appearance, uh, the appearance of, an, uh, of a eulithrid. Eulithrid. <laughs> you laugh, but I did pronounce that correctly. Yeah, you just had a little stroke while doing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's... Uh, you try to say that. <laughs> Eulithrid? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know that we've been recording uh, too too much when you're struggling with words more than I am. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But it's alright. Uh, uh, let's talk more about the gith. The gith? Yeah. Is it pronounced jif or gith? <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's jiff, actually. Okay. Yeah. So the jiffs, the rye, and the jiff Yankee. <laughs> so the gith, the rye, and the gith Yankee remember the mind flares enslavement of their ancestors. They dispatch hunting, hunting parties to the material plane to root out and slaughter illithids wherever they can find them. After centuries of hunting, they have grown very skilled at it. Uh, every Mind Flayer colony is constantly on alert for the incursion of any gith, even if it has never had to fight them off before. Underdark predators, adventurers, and other kinds of formidable creatures are just as much of a threat to a colony, although the Mind Flayers and the Elder Brain are incredibly powerful, they aren't invincible. Highly accomplished heroes, drow raiding parties, and rampant demons and other hazards of the Undermark can decimate a colony, even if they don't succeed in destroying the Elder Brain. Okay. So, like, everything in a Mind Flayer colony could be destroyed, including all of the minions and all of the Mind Flayers, and the Elder Brain could just be left alone to starve without any, you know, fuel of many brains of any type. That's fucking brutal. Yeah. I feel like that's a war crime. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. Let's, I want to take a look at uh, Elder Brains and see if they're very powerful. Okay. Because I believe they're, they are a monster. Oh, no, they are not a monster. All right. What are Shows they? what I fucking know. They're just like a thing. Like they, once you're, uh, if your party were to infiltrate a Mind Flayer thing, it would probably end up being the responsibility of the DM to um, determine a way to destroy the Elder Brain. All right. Uh, now we're going to talk about the difficult one, which is the rise of a Eulithrid. 
Rarely the process of Ceramorphus yields a Eulithrid, uh, a more powerful Mind Flayer that isn't beholden to an Elder Brain's whims. Uh, the appearance of a uh, it keeps saying of an Eulithrid, but that's not how it's pronounced, so it's going to be of a Eulithrid, okay? Well, technically it does start with a it, it, it Technically, yes, but that rule is to make it so you're not saying of an Eulithrid. <laughs> <laughs> It just doesn't take yeah. into account made-up words. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> the appearance of a Eulithrid causes a surge in the uh, colony's collective intelligence, creativity, and strength. As the Eulithrid gains power by devouring brains and honing its psionic abilities, the colony becomes more aggressive, seeking to gather more and more thralls. Eventually, if the colony grows to a sufficient size, the Eulithrid strikes out on its own. Half the mind flayers and thralls in the colony undertake a great migration, seeking to layer uh, at least a hundred miles away from the old one. Once the Eulithrid finds a suitable spot, its followers construct a new layer while it transforms into an elder brain. Although a creature as arrogant and ambitious as an elder brain might resent the Eulithrid's uh, rise, uh, it understands that the mind flayers can't rebuild their shattered empire without expanding their reach. It might resent its new rival, but it can take comfort that soon enough the Eulithrid will strike out on its own and the colony will return as normal. Okay. So yeah, Eulithrids are incredibly powerful uh, mind flayers, um, and it might be a good like plot hook to take a Eulithrid and uh, have it set in the middle of a migration to then have to hunt them down within a time frame. Uh, it, it's a good way to add expediency to whatever uh, campaign you're running as well. Okay. Where you kind of have to kill them before a predetermined time, before you have, like, two fucking Mind Flayer colonies <laughs> in the same general area. <laughs> uh, that sounds like fun. What do you mean? Hey, man, fair enough. But we're going to very quickly not talk about Mind Flayers anymore because we have to do a bit of capitalism. Ads! Uh, uh, uh. Hey, Dice Goblins! What? Where are the goblins? Everywhere. They're listening to us right now. They're in our ears. Don't take my wax. Please. It's so precious to me. To have the wax. Okay, wax goblin, dice goblins, whatever you need, you guys can visit the tabletopgameshop.com and use the code TANGENT to get 10% off your purchase for all the tabletop RPG games that you need. Oh, I love dice. Give me some of that. Changing from wax goblin to dice goblin? I, I'm both. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a goblin of many stripes. Okay. Any goblin and mini stripes. You can, you can be a cup goblin, get some cool cups on that website. Again, that's code TANGENT, T A N G E N T, to get 10% off your purchase. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, Taz, would you fuck this? Probably not. Let me see. Um, no. Why not? Because it looks like an animal, and I'm not about that. It's intelligent. That does not matter. Would you fuck a dog if it could talk, Bryson? Is it a hot dog? Uh, whatever your definition of a hot dog is, sure, yeah. If it can consent, sure, why not? Okay. 
Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a if it's a if it's a cool dog and it has good conversations and it can sense, why wouldn't I fuck a dog? You know. Y- yeah, um, man. We don't have any questions this week. Um, if Maddie was a dog, would you not have married her? No. What the I'm fuck? Tell- I'm telling her you said that. Okay. <laughs> Taz would Please marry you do. if you were a little hairier. That's what I'm going to say to her. <laughs> and that's on a recorded podcast episode. Okay, yeah. That yep. she won't listen to. Yep. Uh, so yeah, no questions. Um, so if you guys have any questions for us, you can uh, tweet at us. You can message. I just want to the- fuck it. No fucking dogs, Bryson. All right. Um, you can tweet at us, message us on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, uh, however you want to get a hold of us. Or you can go to our new website, asphalt-studios.com, and send us a message through there. That works as well. And check out that website, too. It's got all of our uh, all of our scripts and everything. Well, my scripts. Uh, it's going to have Bryson's scripts and notes once he finally starts. If fucking. I ever write one. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, when, you, when you've got an eidetic memory like myself and you can just read this shit off the fucking dome, you know? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. You say that like you don't believe me. I'll make sure to not edit it again to make sure it sounds like you uh, don't know this off the dome. <laughs> I do know this off the dome. What are you talking about? Okay, okay, yeah. But yeah, go ahead and send us a message. It can be about anything. It can be about the show, personal stuff. Um, Dick sizes. Uh, yeah, yep. If it has I'll to be, I'll give you a hint on that one. But we'll only measure hint, it in metric. We'll only measure it in metric, and nothing's going to be a big surprise there. Keyword big. It's not going to be big. Well, mine will be. Uh-huh, sure. Look, man, I've seen that Vienna sausage you're packing around. No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't break the immersion, Bryson. <laughs> I'm not much We're supposed for supposed to be yes a homoerotic ending. podcast. <laughs> no. Anyway, let's talk about the grand design. Okay. The Quick first question. Pri- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't about to fucking talk. Yeah. Oh, what is this um, picture of? That's uh, that's uh, his brother. Whose brother? The the first guy that you wouldn't fuck because you're a prude. Basically, okay. I sent a picture of a Durgaloth. Um, he has a delightful uh, body that is basically a dreidel on three legs with an ant's head on the top and uh, what appears to be five arms. Yeah, would you fuck that? Um, yeah, me and four other buddies. <laughs> okay. Please go on. <laughs> hey, you want to hear about the Caneloth, which is the first guy I sent you? No. Not. So he has this ability called okay. Dimensional Lock, yep. and right. uh, basically it makes it so that other creatures can't teleport to or from a space within 60 feet of him. So okay. it's a good way to like lock your party down. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it means it can't get away. <laughs> hmm uh, Alright. If you if you ever see want, want to see what this guy's tongue looks like, visit baddragon.com. <laughs> they're not sponsoring us, but they don't get shit. Yeah. Okay. Don't buy anything, just look. It's a it's a canal. <laughs> it's a it's a canal loss, by the way, if you want to look at the picture of it. 
Yeah, it's awful. It'll be on Patreon. Um, yeah. uh, show notes and scripts will still be early on Patreon, but they're no longer an exclusive, just because if you guys know anything about SEO, uh, search engine optimization, if we have our scripts publicly available, it does help people find our show. So super sorry about that, but we got to get popular, guys. Tell your friends about us. Yeah. Tell all of Anyway, them. shut up, Taz. I'm sick of shilling. Anyway, fuck. The grand design. Mm-hmm. The first priority of any mind fl- oh. The first priority of any mind flare colony is to survive. <laughs> the elder brain and its servants seek to remain hidden, typically deep within the earth, while harvesting enough intelligent humanoids to nourish themselves and allow for a slow but steady growth. Once a colony is secure, it focuses on the grand design. The Mind Flayers plan to rebuild their lost empire. The Illithids know that reclaiming the rightful place to their world is a possibly only af- Oh, what the fuck? The Illithids know that reclaiming the rightful place in the world is possible only after the Githari and the Githyanki have been eliminated and the remaining humanoids have been turned into docile slaves. Okay. To that end, uh, yeah, no, go on. Yeah, sure. I was just saying, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, you done? You gonna stop yeah. interrupting me, you fucking freak? Hey, Bryson. Yeah. Where's your head at, man? In the war. You gotta get your head in the game. To that end, each colony constructs uh, conducts research into the nature of the world and the creatures that inhabit it. The Mind Flayers uh, examine all facets of reality, seeking any knowledge that could give them the edge they need to, in order to confront, defeat, and subjugate their enemies. Every colony investigates a wide variety of topics and phenomena. A few members might focus on straightforward projects such as developing new users for uh, psionic power, or how to breed savage creatures to serve as foot soldiers. Others pursue more theoretical subjects. A mind flare might study uh, musical tones, for example, in hopes of finding a way to manipulate the emotions of humanoids. Another might research the food humanoids eat uh, to see if their diet or agriculture practices can be exploited. No line of in- uh, inquiry is too esoteric if it might provide the next step in enacting the grand design. Okay. So yeah, it's a very interesting uh, situation where... Every knowledge is seen as useful, as long as it might be able to assist in the idea of rebuilding their empire. Mm-hmm. Which I think it makes Mind Flayers a very unique threat. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> so, since Mind Flayers need to settle near a source of food, they must determine how best to interact with the humanoids they intend to conquer. A colony usually adopts one to th- of three approaches to dealing with his neighbor. Control, uh, a colony that desperately needs to increase its population, consecrates on capturing humanoids to turn them into thralls and illithids. Operating individually or in small groups, its members use stealth and deception to infiltrate the humanoid uh, community while keeping their presence secret. Lacking the numbers uh, or the ability to overwhelm and dominate the entire population, a colony turns its research to more effective ways to exert control, such as finding a way to amplify an elder brain's power to enable it to exert influence over a greater distance. So that kind of means that that five-mile oh, radius talk we talked now? about... Yeah, if you'd like to. I don't. Okay, then why'd you say that? Because you were quiet for a while, like you were waiting on me to talk. No, I was breathing. Oh, how fucking dare you, man. Yeah, my bad. How fucking dare you breathe on this show? No, no say your piece. Yeah, that's it. That's all I gotta say. Now, I needed to breathe more to keep talking. No, nope, you fucking mouth breather. Quit it. 
Uh, mind flares. I can start arguing to end this episode. <laughs> I know, right? So I can argue for thirty minutes straight. <laughs> we got this soon. All right. Uh, they might also uh, focus on destruction uh, because mind flayers are physically weak. They can't rely on simple combat to stand up against their uh, enemies. Uh, if a colony finds itself in circumstances where it can be outwardly uh, outwardly aggressive. Uh, it members likely focus their research on ways to cause mass casualties with minimal risks to themselves, such as plagues or methods to bring about famine and other natural disasters. A mind flayer colony using this strategy collects and feeds on humanoids mainly to use the knowledge they gain to understand their victims' strengths and weaknesses, uh, with the ultimate goal of finding a way to dispense with all of them at once. Okay. So, yeah, so basically mind flayers should be able to develop nukes. Hell yeah. Which would exactly be Exactly what we need. Mind yeah. flares with atomic bombs. Damn straight, baby. As a uh, compromise between control and destruction, a colony might attempt to seize control of a few key elements of a humanoid community and then mix in a few calculated destructive acts to send the humanoids into an exorable uh, decline. They're fucking uh, terrorists. <laughs> 100%, yeah. Uh, if the Illithids can engineer the collapse of a, of a society's central authority such as by inciting years of famine while driving a local nobility to bouts of madness through psionic assaults, they can create widespread unrest that the colony can use to its advantage. The Mind Flayers can become more expansion-minded, confident that any response from the humanoids will be too scattered to threaten them. I hate this. Yeah, they They're 100%... Yeah, war, yeah, because they 100% will seize control of very like purposeful assets and destabilize communities using those assets jesus fucking christ what the fuck that's phenomenal man yeah phenomenal that's the word i'd use <laughs> yeah so if you want to run like a really good campaign utilizing mind flayers as the number one uh, bbeg um big bad evil guy 100 percent using these three like Commit these three different strategic principles to your memory, uh -huh. because yep. these are what's going to flavor the campaign and make them interesting. Mm -hmm. Commit war crimes. Damn straight, baby! Hell yeah! Alright. They would absolutely storm the capital. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, no, they wouldn't destroy the capital. Well, they would elect... They storm the capital and have people... They would be the ones who elected Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. To cause all of that. Yeah. Many of the esoteric research uh, topics pursued by a colony reflect the ambitions and priorities of the elder brain that controls it. Uh, each uh, one has particular ideas about how to best contribute to the ultimate success of the grand design, including a couple different possibilities. So, uh, the uh, discovery and destruction of all Githyanki creatures, uh, which I think is uh, like a group or fortress. Collecting creatures and instigating insanity in them to create new flavors of thought. Uh, fostering a school of wizardry to attract intelli intelligent minds for the colony to feed upon. Rediscovering the secrets of nautiloid manufacture to take to the sky. Drawing a surface city into the Underdark uh, so as to have a population of ready victims. So literally digging underneath Baldur's Gate to make it sink to the Underdark, which is pretty fucking metal. That is very metal. Yeah. I do like the idea of fostering a wizard school 
in order to attract and kidnap students in order to feed upon them. That's pretty rad. Uh, yeah, rad. Uh-huh. I love the idea of doing that. <laughs> Killing uh-huh, kids. I'm... Yep. Slurping up their little spaghetti. Taz, get some dice. Man, that sounds so fucking bad. What? Getting dice? Talk about little kids and slurping up their spaghetti. Yeah. Are we building a mind flare? We're building a mind flare personality. Personality? Yeah. Mind flares are pretty... They, they, there's not a lot of, like, interesting design variants for mind flayers. They all pretty much just look like big-headed boy, Like Squidward with tentacles for face. Love that. Yeah. What am I rolling, my guy? You're gonna go ahead and roll a d12 for me, Dirty Dozen. Okay. What are we judging with it? Uh, name. Name? You yeah. can roll the name? Yep. Nine. Nine. Uh, Svenchen. Svenchen. Yeah. Now, go ahead and roll a d8 for me. Six. Six. I'm curious about how other races live and uh, how their societies function. So this is like a sociologist. Now go ahead and roll a d6 for me. Anytime now, come on. Let's go. Two. Two, good. Obedience. Nothing is more important than following orders. Bootlicker alert. That is a lawful personality trait. Another d6, if you will. I want six. I have important research that must be protected at all costs. Kind of an uninteresting one. This is a very yeah. uh, bitchy, bitchy uh, mind flare, I reckon. Yeah. And His one name more... might be Svention, but he ru- he goes by uh-huh. Karen. Good job. One more d6. Two. Alrighty. I believe my minions will always do precisely as I intend. And that's a very funny flaw for a mind flayer to have. And yeah, that's our mind flayer. Dope. Yeah. He is Svenshin. He is curious about how other races live and how their societies function. Believes strongly in obedience, thinking that nothing is more important than following orders. He has important research notes that must be protected at all costs and has strong faith that his minions will do as precisely as he intends rather than what he says. Weird. That's our boy. You weird boy. But his his, uh, uh, ideal towards obedience does make his flaw. It kind of fits well. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. We are going to finish this off by talking about nautiloids. What the fuck is a nautiloid? Mind flayers employ bizarre flying ships called nautiloids. Able to move through the astral plane, nautiloids can also transport mind flayers between the various worlds of the material plane. A nautiloid looks like an enormous conch shell fitted with an exterior deck and has large amounts of uh, rubbery tentacles. I'm a uh, fan of that. It's very good. Ages ago, when the mind flayers could fly through the worlds of the material plane without resistance, they used the nautiloid's tentacle to scour the surface of interesting creatures to take home and study for, uh, or feasting. Uh, okay. The most, the most notable feature of a nautiloid is its ability to move directly from one world in the, uh, to another in the material plane. Uh, normally, travelers must venture to Sigil, which is a city in the outer planes, and find a doorway leading to a specific world that they seek. 
but Mind Flayers uh, can use Nautiloids to move between worlds without going through Sigil. By this means, they have uh, been able to spread themselves out into almost every corner of the multiverse. Nowadays, uh, a Nautiloid is an incredibly rare sight. A colony in possession of one takes great care to keep it hidden, taking to the sky only out of necessity. Uh, word of a Nautiloid seen through, uh, soaring through the air travels quickly in almost every world, and is likely to attract the attention of vengeful Githyanki or Gith the Rye. A Gith hunting party counts a, as a Nautiloid as the greatest prize it can claim, above even an Elder Brain. I still think it's Jif. You're wrong. Uh, the Illithids have lost a, the secret of manufacturing Nautiloids, uh, meaning that the loss of any vessel brings them one step closer to remaining trapped on the material plane, so they no longer can create any form of these ships that they once relied on so much. So whatever there is, um, is completely le- that's what's done. Okay. Okay. Good. Thank you, Taz. You're welcome. What are you thanking me for, man? Uh, trapped material plane, vroom vroom, is what you just sent me. <laughs> Vroom, vroom. Yep. I'm a car. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> cool. Uh, and then, yeah, so that's pretty much Nautiloids. They're basically mobile layers uh, okay. that they're able to use, but they're incredibly rare. So if you do have a uh, Mind Flayer-centric campaign, uh, giving, your, uh, uh, giving your Mind Flayer enemy a Nautiloid uh, pretty much bumps their threat level up by, like, 10 to 20%. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's Mind Flyers. I love them. Yeah. Like Beholders more, though. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. They've I got some interesting weapons, too. Sleeve, though. Yeah, I mean, they're, good, they're good to have, and they, they do on occasion uh, partner with uh, um, Beholders, just because they're similar in the fact that they're both from alien dimensions. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. You are aware, though, that I said sleeve, not my campaign, right? Eh, whatever. Both's good. Mind flayers are evocative. You can put them on either, if you want. Mm-hmm. Taz, tell us about yourself. Yeah, hi, my name's Taz Mankui. I'm 22, and I don't know how to read. Good job. Um, <laughs> let's... Uh, do you have anything you want to po- say, point out? Anything? Uh, no. Uh, again, just want to uh, remind people that we're taking a break next week, so it'll be a power hour as a main episode. Uh, that also means no new power hour for next week. Sorry, guys. Um, Get just, fucked, uh, idiots. We, yeah, we just we just need a little bit of a breather. We've been recording, like, three episodes a day for a couple weeks, and we went down to one to get caught back up, and it's just been a little rough. So mm-hmm. we just need a, a week to breathe and uh, re, re-fucking, I don't know. We got ahead of ourselves, and we need to get back caught back up uh, by not doing an episode network next week, essentially. Yeah. Because we, we got to a point now where we're recording five episodes ahead. Yep. Uh, and that's uh, too far ahead. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to take a week off, and also we just need a fucking break for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so yeah. Um, I do plan on streaming more, uh, because we got a stream set up. Uh, you can follow me at twitch.tv slash themurderfish, which is my usual online handle. Oh yeah. Is there a three at the end of it on that one? Nope. Just the murderfish. 
Uh, and yeah, keep an eye out for more news about Tangent Tabletop. It'll be coming real soon. Uh, we are working on the world right now, and then uh, after that, it won't take long to actually get the campaign started once we have a good idea of what we want uh, the world to take place in. Because uh, yeah. I have an idea for the campaign, I just want waiting for more more information about the world. Yeah, man. Classic. Hell yeah. All right. So, as always, uh, you can find us at Tangent Avenue on Twitter, uh, and, as well as on Facebook and Instagram under Tangent Avenue, or join our Facebook group at Tangent Avenue Podcast. You can find myself at Twitter at Toothpick, And I'm Zaphiel. All of our links will always be in our description and in the description, including our website now. You can uh, go there, look at the couple of things that we have on there, send us messages through there uh and more like news and stuff like that will be posted on there as well when we have uh, more information about tangent tabletop and our other two upcoming projects yeah man uh and as always we want to give a big thank you to julie my artistry not just for our current cover photo but as well as our uh, cover photo for tangent tabletop it is absolutely stunning and you can find more of her great work at uh, instagram.com slash julia marie artistry uh, we also want to thank Homesick Entertainment for our uh, intro music and outro music. Uh, you can find their work at youtube.com slash c slash homesick. That's it. Goodbye. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. We won't, but you'll hear us talking in the past. It's time travel, essentially. That's fine. Bryson stopped recording, but I'm still talking to you. Now he can no longer have a say. I'm the better host. Okay.